Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. Okay, my friends, welcome Let's back to it. another episode of Public Showering with me, Sophie Duncan, on this very, very, very special mini-series where I'm talking specifically about competition training. And this week, I have one of my most famous, favorite humans in the world, Ms. Emma Coffey. Hello. I thought you were going to say favorite, famous. Famous. <laughs> my most favorite famous person in the world, yeah, Emma thanks. Coffey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. In the right circles, definitely. Yes, which is very exciting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know. How are you feeling today, my darling? Are you all right? It's exciting. I am good, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. <laughs> Even though we've just had some right technical fluffs, but hey, good times. We're professional, <laughs> aren't we? It's not my, uh, yeah, it's not my forte. The technology, the chat's fine. Not so much the technology. And yeah, I would, I would say otherwise, because I'm sure running competitions isn't the most uh, technically simple thing to do. And you have how many, actually, technically? Three, four? Um, three competitions and one event, yeah. But I kind of outsource a lot of the technological stuff. <laughs> Just fair play. I think lots of delegating goes on. Yeah, this is what my boyfriend's for, realistically. He's like, Dan, I yes. can't make the sound work. How does it happen? Uh. <laughs> yeah, help me with this. And even things like making people's songs, they're like um, YouTube links into MP3s. I don't know how to do that stuff. Oh, this I can do. Maybe I should just self-promote myself as, by the way, if anyone would like to convert their um, YouTube tracks into MP3s, please visit sophieduncan.com. And I'm <laughs> kidding. Right. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the task. There's a market for that. Here I am for all of let's your do it. There's a market needs. for that, though. <laughs> right. Let's get into the good stuff then. So <laughs> we've had some incredible guests so far. And because... Emma is one of the queens of heels in this magical country they had. I want to talk specifically about heels and also your incredible background and just all the things that are comp-based. So let's begin with one of my favorite parts of your personal history, uh, your stripping background. <laughs> just because I've never, I've never done it. I know there's lots of people out there that have done it, that have maybe even thought about doing it. So I would love to, love to, love to know a little bit about the journey of you being a stripper and then into making it into this entire universe of pole that we live in in terms of comps running your own comp and also what it means to kind of maintain that that essence that tradition that really Paul Anton actually comes from okay cool I was just literally thinking just then while you were talking about it, the background and where it all started. And I'm just going to say this was 17 years ago that I was a stripper. Like, I don't think I realised how long ago it was. 17 years. So you said like the history. Yeah, 17 years ago I started. I started literally when I was, oh God, yeah, like 20. Oh, so sick. I was really, really young. Um, 
and I literally wanted to buy a car and didn't have any money and someone joked to be a stripper I was like yeah this solves my problems like this is exactly what I'm gonna do um, and was, I literally booked straight in and that was it yeah two years later I was still doing it oh wow um, so yeah absolutely loved it incredible lifestyle uh, would recommend to anybody to try it one time if you're that way inclined <laughs> honestly um, I absolutely loved it I met some incredible people I'm still best friends with the woman that ran the club that I worked at my first club she's <sighs> still my best friend wait who and is that? do I, met do I know that person? in the first club that I worked at Amanda I'm not sure if you've met her or not she yes. does the Stripper's Choice Awards at our pole comps <gasps> yeah so so that that's like another way we've integrated that background by having one of my first influences in stripping is involved in the UVLP competitions now. That's fab. So it's all still linked together. Mm, I love so. that as well. In my mind, because yeah. I've been to one of the first actual comps I went to just watch was um, Dance Filthy, actually. And it was just like a very different vibe because, I mean, at this point in my... <laughs> pole dancing life I'd only ever done um, I guess artistic competitions so it was a year that um, Lisa Hammond and Steph Hewitt were performing and I wanted to go and experience it and I brought my mum to the event and to me that was just like the epitome of why I really really enjoy the community of pole dancing specifically in the competition realm because it's the most friendly place Ever. And it's such a wonderful thing to have literally like your your mom, your husband, your brother or whatever coming to a really, really sexy and like exotic competition like that. It's just so fun. Like, how do you manage to sort of maintain that vibe and actually keep it family friendly <laughs> in a bizarre way? <laughs> Uh, yeah, family friendly over eighteen for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, do you know what? <laughs> it's a it's a really good question because it isn't something that I've ever really sat down and thought about. Okay, how do we necessarily make this vibe? Because yeah. it kind of just happened by itself. Oh really? It, the community, especially involved in the sexy style of pole, literally that's just how it was born and evolved, and it has become incredibly supportive. And I think. I'm speculating here, but this is probably one of my opinions. I think because the sexy side of pole was still a taboo for quite a long time, yeah. I think that side of the community perhaps came slightly more protective of each other. So in a competition environment, in a show environment, that support has gone above and beyond mm. to make it feel super safe. And that's really, really important. But you're dead right. Like anybody can go, anyone can enjoy it. And so far I haven't experienced any negativity I've not experienced anybody saying that they didn't feel like they were comfortable or welcomed it's just yeah. been like you said a huge great big family really oh, I love that so much and I have yeah, to say it's interesting I feel like this comes a little bit from you personally though I'm gonna just you're gonna feel super uncomfortable because I'm gonna fangirl you just for a hot second but I feel like you are honestly one of the <laughs> sweetest most genuine um and giving people I've ever met like so for people that might be watching a video of what's going on right now I have a fabulous shirt on <laughs> right now that 
that Emma surprised me with that was from a secondhand shop close to the a place that we were training and surprised me on uh, whole theatre of like well done for just training and in my life I've never ever been congratulated just for just being there and I honestly think like I think this is honestly why your comps are just so fun and friendly and vibrant because it's just something that you transcend and I think that's probably and I'm pretty sure they do like your students must totally feel the same uh, let's ask them I hope so I really <laughs> do hope so because for me like honestly I really hope so now you've said that I'm going to put them on the spot later (laughs) Um, but I really think yeah Um, I think the most important part of it is showing up I don't think that show day is the pinnacle of the experience and like having competed myself and supported other people through competitions Mm. honestly the process is the hardest thing but also the most rewarding thing and I think the process should be celebrated so much more than inverted commas just comp day just show day so i hope that does come across at the events because we always do want to support everyone to get through to a competition to stand on stage to perform regardless takes so much balls doesn't mm-hmm. it it's such a big deal and i think people think that the nerves go away at a certain point but i'd argue they get worse um, yeah that's a you so know I think what? the support sorry i was gonna say like that's i think they don't go away but they form into different styles of terror (laughs) in my mind like I think there's like stuff when I'm training like especially like we've both done this like and we were training together for like the last the last comp like there was definitely moments in certain tricks where we're having our own personal anxieties over like these little moments and is this right but then like when you get to like the day before I honestly feel like I go into the abyss like I feel like I'm, I'm like I may as well just be under the sea to be honest because I'm like it feels like this entire part of my life it's the evening of and I'm just like well what sh- what should what do I do now like I feel like I'm counting down the hours to get on stage for this five minute moment which I'm gonna live for and I get suddenly super mm. like not superstitious but like over careful like if I'm in my hotel room no one stays with me I don't like it I stay in I have like one glass of wine I eat nicely I have a bath like I'm, I'm all very like robotic which me when I'm actually training is not even close <laughs> to feeling that kind of vibe yeah it's all. interesting <laughs> you, you have your ritual don't you where you're like this will make me feel calm perhaps it's the perception of your brain thinks that you'll relax if you have a bath and you eat well so you get a good sleep so the psychology of it is probably really interesting uh, but I think you and I are quite similar we both like to detach from the world a little bit pre-comp yeah, yeah um, definitely like everyone else will be chatting away and we'll be silent in the corner like talk to me after it's true actually because backstage i'm quite a silent person like i'm i'm not a super chat like i'll go over and be dead friendly and whatnot but like basically especially when it gets closer to my moment headphones go in i go through it and sometimes just go and improv in a corner and i probably look super weird but i'm all i don't really i mean whatever it's my comp I think that's really worth talking about because I I do think 
you know how you meet somebody, say, for the first time, and we try not to, but we tend to make a snap judgment on a person's personality based on that five-second first meeting. Yeah. If you meet me on comp day, you're going to think I'm an absolute bitch because <laughs> I'm just going to, like, do the tiniest smile and look at the floor because... I need to be in my own space. Yeah. And if you meet me after, you're going to meet a totally different Emma. Oh my. So it's it's really interesting. Like I think that's we need to bear in mind not to judge the person we meet before comp. Oh, one hundred percent. Wait till after. Have you ever had that actually? Have you ever um, had a private with somebody or just met someone like in general, like after a comp or whatever? And then they said like, oh my god, when you're on stage, I was super intimidated. I somehow thought you were going to be really mean. And then in real life, you're like, oh, me? What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even speak actual words. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. what? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, I can't remember exactly what the circumstance was, but I've definitely had it where people have said that I've looked like I'm quite intimidating and quite um, like resting bitch facey, but actually, I just jabber crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then we have personas, don't we? Definitely. Like, do you have a stage persona? You become a character. 100%. So you're immersed in what... Yeah. I think what's yeah, interesting so as well... Not, are you ever really the real you on stage? No. And I don't want to be. Like, I absolutely have no intention of being myself. Like, I'm myself pretty much 24-7, and it's annoying. I'm such a pain in the ass. Like, I definitely want to be someone else for, like... A few <laughs> okay, minutes, right? <laughs> a few minutes somewhere else. Actually, this is interesting, because then this is something that, again, like, I imagine mm. this must be, like, super fun. Um, if you're doing heels or sexy, like, what is the, the sort of stripper persona? And do you think it's the same when you're on stage? Because, like, I've done a couple of, like, very simple, mm. like jams with you and like just the basic thing of this you told me before the biggest thing about sexy is having that i don't give a flying fuck that you're here like you're here for mm. me like and this badass is like chill what what is the character of like heels and sexy like what is it and there must be a multitude of them Mm. It's going to be something that's going to be incredibly personal and very different for different people, for sure. Mm. Um, but I was going to pick up on this too, because if I've done a, a comp that hasn't been a sexy comp, I've definitely had more of a character. Yeah. But I would say the comps that I've done that have been sexy style, I've been more myself. So probably a little bit more, um, I'm going to say aggressive. I'm quite an aggressive, sexy style dancer. <laughs> um and I'm not particularly aggressive in my life. You are not. Um, but I... No, I'm not. But I think... I don't know, there's maybe that little bit of me that comes out in the sexy style. Like, you know, when your frustrations and your agitations and your... Um, I was really shy and really quiet and insecure as a child and growing up. And I think Sexy Pole gave me that space where I could find my command a little bit. Mm. Um, so I think there probably is... Yeah, it's, it's actually really interesting to talk about it because you don't always think about it. You yeah. just kind of do it. But talking about it, I think, yeah, that kind of helped me to find out, actually, there is this little bit of sassiness in me and there is this little bit of a demanding person within me and there is this level of confidence in here but doesn't always come across in real life. So I think in answer to your question, obviously it's going to be different and the more, like, showgirly style of sexy comps, perhaps they are a character. Mm. But I would from what I've seen, say most like dance filthy style or less theatrical style sexy, I'd say you're seeing a lot more of the real person. That's super interesting. 
So it's almost like the, the flip reverse of like, so maybe 24-7, yeah. you're probably actually a more caged up version of what you think you are. But then when you get on stage, because I oh. definitely like... I only put heels on very occasionally, but even like going to your studio when I've naughtily gone and borrowed your heels that are in the corner. And <laughs> and I put those heels on and look at my legs. I'm all, yo, serving super giraffe. I'm living for this moment right now. <laughs> like, mm. I think there's just this element that you're like literally six or seven or even eight inches taller than you just were. And you're literally just bigger than you just were. And mm. somehow it's like, yes. That's interesting. I wonder if there is like an element of like having that extra height and that extra personality and confidence that comes with being a bigger, a taller person. Yeah. Uh, giraffes are my favourite animals, by the way. So I'm <laughs> pleased that that's the uh, reference that you chose. Um, Maybe for sure. I think there's some giraffes. I don't know. I think it's just. <laughs> Um, maybe there's a little bit of it that comes back to being a child like you know when you're you put your mum's shoes on and you walk around the house in the grown up clothes maybe there's like a a reference back to that yeah that's you like you're taking on that personality that's so true you know you, actually I think you really hit on the head because I don't know why like there's no reason for any kid to put on some heels like male or female it's just fun to go and wear your mum's high heel shoes because they're just higher and it's just silly like maybe it, this is just mm -hmm. like the weird grown-up version of it are just like i feel taller there yeah. therefore this is entertaining but like there must be so much fun like with that in terms of like exploration of style i know it's a point that you wanted to talk about like i feel like just because mm. of the way that the shoe works you can't you can't just be human you've taught me how to walk before because i could not do it <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, in terms that you've taught me to walk in a different way, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, the shoes are a whole, like, the, a masterclass is required for walking in shoes and, like, sort of touching super briefly on pet hates. Using the shoes properly in, in sexy pole is really, really important. Um, and one of my little things is, like, just putting shoes on but doing exactly the same that you would in a sport comp. That's not sexy pole. That's, like, pole in shoes. It's, it's not the same because there is an art. Yeah. Like, you're laughing, but it's true. I'm quite militant about it. No, you, but you do have the this way weird, that like... you move needs to change. Yeah, I mean, like I said, obviously, I don't even judge yet, but, like, hopefully when I when I get there, like, I think that I'm going to be very pernickety about heels because, like, when someone's not putting their foot in a heel, it just looks more square. I feel like you, it's like you have lobster claws on your feet and you're not using them somehow. Like, it looks so awkward. But... In, in traditional stripper style pole, that is a more authentic way of moving. So wow, you wouldn't okay. necessarily expect not to see that because if you go back to the original clubs and you look back at the strippers pole dancing, very few strippers would extend through their ankle. That's so, so true. that is a real kind of like stripper aesthetic. Mm. You know, it still needs to be intentional. So... This is why ah. the technique is still super important. So you might see like intentional sickles and intentional flexes, which we should be able to identify, which is different to an intentional floppy feet or poor lines, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So but that we should still be able to identify there's a reason why that's happening. But yeah, it's a, it's a very stripper aesthetic. Wow. So it's, um, yeah, I know, it's, it's funny. So this is another thing that you really see the differences in the technicalities between more contemporary styles of pole and stripper styles of pole. Mm. That's super interesting. I forget what the original question was. 
<laughs> we're talking about actually mm. like a, like a finding your style, <laughs> but actually no. But it, this all makes sense to me because okay, okay I, I let, take my comment back then because clearly my comment's wrong then. Like to have like mm. a flat foot is actually the right thing. So how when you're judging any of your comps, like. I, I'm assuming that you really choose the judges on their knowledge of really what it is because like like I, w- I would come at it like a like a contemporary dancer ballet dancer and I'm I'd be great at talking about lines but to be honest I have no idea how I would actually mm-hmm. realistically judge a comp and I was talking I think it was maybe with Jacob the other day actually about this um, of do you think it is more complex to have heels and let's say non-heel routines in the same competition because assuming let's say that I was judging it was pole art and there just happens to be in that category uh, a handful of heels just for whatever reason I would probably be quite a bad judge for it realistically do you think it's still a good idea to have mixed comps like mixed heels comps or do you think it's probably a good idea to Mm. separate them I think there's probably arguments on both sides Yeah, I would agree for sure. There's arguments both ways. My my initial response, without thinking about it too much, is what what are the heels adding to the performance? So if it's not specifically a sexy comp mm. and it's not specifically a sexy routine, why are you wearing shoes in the first place? Okay. So if it's not like a genuine, do, but do you understand what I mean? Like Absolutely. if you're just gonna do tricks. And you're going to go into, a, a, let's say, um, a, a more fitness-based competition, but you want to wear shoes for the hell of it. In that case, then, yeah, I would expect to see the ankles extended and the lines being strong because it's not necessarily a stripper authentic performance. Uh, so it depends. Wow. So the short answer is it depends. If it's going to be a more artistic routine that's in shoes, then, yeah, I would expect to see it clean. But if it's a genuine, authentic stripper show, then I would perhaps look at it differently. Wow, that's super good advice for anyone that's like currently considering maybe taking mm. on like Exotic Giant or or even one of your comps. Like, what do you look for then? Because you must get inundated with videos probably all year round anyway for your comps. Like, what are, what is it that you're really looking for when you're... I mean, I know that you're not always the judge for your comms but like never oh you're not actually no you're right you completely come away from it no what let's talk about mm-hmm. this then mm-hmm. what are the rules that are, are supplied to your judges in terms of are they actually fitting that criteria of are they hitting the technique in some ways like are the, how the judges are getting it or what they're looking for in terms of what they're the, looking for if you're making um, if you're making a yeah if you're making a video entry and uh, let's say let's say it was me one day mm-hmm. I, promise, I promise you one day I will do one of your comps it'll be absolutely terrifying but I will go for it like let's say it's my first year <laughs> little Sophie's got her first pair of heels and um, and I'm gonna go make my first routine what are the judges looking for to make sure that I'm a I guess doing the right style my footwork's looking good I mm-hmm. guess the concept like what are the main things for your comps that might be similar and different to what people be finding in other comps okay so we're talking about you filthy amateur here and you filthy fucker rather than great british pole championships yeah okay oh yeah sure so first things first um stage presence is huge in this style so a lot of the competitions will be weighted differently and this is why it's really important to study the judging criteria of every competition you can't take 
a routine and apply it to every competition because yeah. all of the criteria are so different. But we weight these competitions really heavily in terms of the stage presence, engaging with the audience. So when it's a video entry, honestly think this is a trick that people miss. Get close to the camera, interact with the camera because the judges that are watching it still want to see that level of engagement and interaction. Top tip right there. Yes. Yeah, really, really important. Um, get as close as you can, like give us a little bit of a cheeky smile, like show us that you're not intimidated by working an audience. It's really important. And if you were working in a club and we're looking at that stripper background, that level of authenticity in performance is going to be important because if you want to stand out in a club, you need to be able to engage with the audience. So this is why the presence is so huge. So stage presence, and then the fluidity, like how the routine is linked together. Is it delivered with confidence? Is the flow all there? And again, it doesn't need to be the most complicated flow. We're not looking for complex transitions. We're looking for what is done to be done well. And then a good percentage of the routine would be floor work. Yes. Because strippers are quite lazy. I'm going to put that out there. Um <laughs> You, you've got to save energy. <laughs> like you're working like an eight, 10 hour shift. You're not gonna use all your energy on the pole. So that authenticity comes from more floor work. And again, is it clean? I love that. I feel like floor work's absolutely um, exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so right though, right? <laughs> um, Typically, traditionally, it would have been like lay on the floor, lick your leg a little bit, <laughs> hump the floor a touch. Now things have developed. <laughs> floor work is a whole complex category of its own. And there are competitions now just for floor work. That's very true. Wait, yeah. there's no pole involved whatsoever. Um, and yeah, you're like right now, floor work now is pretty tiring. But traditionally, I used to be quite lazy. Um, oh, come on. Wait, wait. Before we go on, please, please. Have... I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> what are, what's Emma Coffey's top tips? for doing absolutely nothing and still making the money, honey. <laughs> um, honestly, moving very slowly with a, a lot of intention <laughs> and um, like just using your eyes, like really making that eye contact, making people feel like they are the only person in yeah. a really busy room. So I, I always found that less was more, honestly. I was... was um, didn't at the time I didn't really wear a lot of makeup I wore quite normal clothes and I think the girl next door vibe really really worked for me so I would describe my ex-stripper style as lazy girl next door with occasional heel bang like if you feel like you're losing attention you just like smash your shoes together or kick the floor like get the attention back on you but yeah that's it lazy girl next door with attentional drama fit Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, so there we go. <laughs> um, and then we'll touch on this if it's okay, because we talk about sex appeal, and there's, there are points for sex appeal within YFF and YFA. And now, what is sexy? What is sex appeal? This is mm. so different to everybody. We talk about styles within sexy, and what is sexy style? It's kind of whatever you want it to be. I don't feel like you have to have a certain way of moving or a certain style yeah. to be sexy. But what we're looking for is you to back it up. Conviction is one of my favourite words. So yeah. whatever style you've chosen, however you're going to do it, conviction and confidence, I think, is what makes it genuinely that next level sexy. 
Yeah, it's true, actually. There's something about, I mean, I guess in real life, like confident people just sort of just turn you on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I definitely have this, like, I'm not going to name any names, but there's definitely, let's say, hot older men on the television that are like businessmen. And I don't like the look of them. I don't even like what they're saying somehow. But there is like a sex appeal because it's that, it's that power and confidence sometimes that you're just like, wow, okay. And there's definitely like a handful of women that like, it, it doesn't matter what they're doing or saying. Like, I just, I completely believe what either that they're talking about, what they're telling me, the way they talk to me. Like, mm. it's so interesting that actually it's your just general daily persona is completely what transcends through pole routines, especially in this style. I, I think actually in heel style, it's actually somehow more important and more realistic than maybe other categories, maybe more art and drama. I mean, <clears throat> lies, maybe it's different on the character, but I don't know. I, I think you pointed out really at the beginning that it's sexy style is just very personal and maybe you didn't realize it was when you embarked on your sexy journey. <laughs> Mm. No, it is personal, but also, like, we touched on this earlier as well, like, being quite a shy person in your day-to-day -day life, I think there really is quite a lot of that opportunity to come out and be like, actually, no, this is, this is the real me, this is who I would be if the world wasn't telling me that this was perhaps not right. That's true. Do you think that comes down to... I think to... there is a degree of that in there. There's a... Sorry, go. Go on. No, I've noticed that there's a degree of that in there. I honestly think there probably is a little bit of rebellion in that still. Like, fuck the taboos and all that. Absolutely. I mean, because, like, I mean, I, I definitely did a podcast about this a long time ago that was just about, like, what, what the point of the stage is, right? The stage is a safe place. And I don't mean that it's, like, literally it's a safe place, but, like, the from a very, very typical theater background, like the stage is literally a place where you can kill someone, you can murder someone on stage and not go to jail. You can kill yourself on, sta on stage and it doesn't matter. Like you can be the most timid person in the world. You could be a massive, absolutely the most whorish person in the world. It doesn't actually affect what you are in your daily life because that's what the stage is for. Being something, being an alternative mm. version. And I wonder if some people maybe are a little bit intimidated to do exactly what they want to do because they can't quite separate that maybe people think I'm going to do this, maybe people think I'm going to be like this, maybe they're going to get the wrong idea of who I am. Mm. And actually the most important thing, at least from my opinion, is that it doesn't matter. Like most of my favorite characters I play are alcoholics. I mean, girl loves a drink, but I'm not an alcoholic, you know? <laughs> you know? I'm also not a scuba diver, um, you know, <laughs> like, which is another character I played on stage. Like, you know, maybe there's an element of that, like, I feel like the people that are really successful in, in, in heels and whatnot is that, especially if I don't know who they are in real life, I only know them from Instagram, I completely and 100% believe in this persona they give me for, mm. for right or for wrong. I don't know. And I feel like, do you think that's a bit of an essence that comes through in these kind of comps or these kinds of, your, your, your mm. sexy comps? I think that it's important, really, if you sit back and you think about it, it's important for every competition to be believable, isn't it? So whatever character you're playing or whatever story you're telling, for it to be powerful on stage, we have to believe it. Like, if you, you think about your scuba diving piece, for example, if you were if you were hesitant or you weren't really committed to the character, it wouldn't have the same impact. Yeah. So I really think to be believable and to have power and 
command presence in any competition or any performance. You have to believe in what you're saying at that moment. 100%. Absolutely. I love that. Mm. <laughs> but yes, is it, is it more important? It's equally as important, but it's one of the most important elements of stripper style. For sure. Just that complete believability. Absolutely. Let's say then, before we go then, because mm. I'm gonna, we're going to have another episode that's going to go into all kinds of fun, fun stuff about why you should compete or if you should compete at all. So as a final thought of this, for someone that would be classed as new face uh, in one of your, your comps, or for mm-hmm. someone that's actually thinking about it, what would you say are the, the best ways to at least just start to brew your ideas whether you're about to like you're already in the middle of your com routine you're about to maybe make a video routine what are you think are the okay emma emma's top tips of how to start your sexy routine these are go these are the ingredients these are the ingredients you have to go and cook (laughs) yeah Um, okay Again, it depends on the individual person, but I honestly think that the most important thing is that you need to avoid being a carbon copy of somebody that you look up to. Okay, we see a lot of people coming through dancing in a very similar style to already famous pole dancers. Mm. And I'm sure you've seen this before. If you teach somebody else your choreo, it will not look the same on every Mm. single person. So the most important thing is that you need to spend some time playing with your own style and that you bring something that's authentic to you. So spend some time watching videos of yourself, watch how your body looks in movements. So play around until you find something that you connect with and that makes you feel good when you're dancing. Because if you feel good, that will come across to the judges, which will elevate your stage presence, etc. The ball will roll. Oh, that's... Perfect. I love that. Right. Okay, then we are going to have a second episode very, very soon. But for this one with Emma Coffey, it's been a magical time. Love you and see you on round two. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the public showering podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye.